High School Football on Round Guy Radio is brought to you by Mike's Auto Sales of Muscatine, Iowa, Iowa Tire of Fairfield, Iowa, Kyoto Transmission and Repair, Flint Cliffs Manufacturing of Burlington, Iowa, Wester Drug of Wilson and Muscatine, Jim Fagan, your neighbor's insurance agent, Home Plate Sports Cards of Oskaloosa, Henshaw Trailer Sales of Richland, Iowa, B&B Propane, R&B Brakes, Sports Cards of Dubuque, Richardson's Tech's Solutions of Richland, Iowa, Farmers Co-op and Vision Ag of Kyoto, Iowa, and a lot of surrounding areas, and the Packwood Locker of Packwood, Iowa, soon to be Griner Meats and Groceries of Richland, Iowa. Well, we got Scotty Melvin with us, and it's the Power Five show. Uh, but I, w- I still did want to ask a little bit about the uh, Round Guy game of the week, uh, Wilton and West Branch, maybe the biggest game in the state for the night. Uh, did you enjoy your trip up there to Wilton? That's kind of a fun place to see a game, isn't it? Yeah, it was pretty awesome. It was uh, not that bad of a trip, about an hour, hour and ten for me. Um, <laughs> but compared to Winfield, Mount Union, or Columbus, or Waco, where I'm usually at, it was, it was a bit of a, a road trip. Um, yeah, great crowd. Both teams brought a great crowd. Uh, the game was kind of a, just a slugfest through about, especially the first half. Not a lot going on. Uh, but Julie and I thought at halftime, we felt pretty good about the Beavers' uh, spot in the game because they were only down seven to zip. And quite frankly, most of that game got played on the Bears' side of the field. Um, Field position was not Wilton's friend in that first half, and yet that stellar defense held down the Bears to just the one touchdown. And uh, you about could throw that one out because, as Coach said, yeah, I come off of an interception from Drew Keith where he was trying to get rid of the ball and get it out of bounds and it didn't quite make it, and there was a big return on it. So uh, West Branch had started that drive deep, I mean, inside the red zone on uh, on Wilton there, and they were able to punch that one in. But outside of that, they couldn't get anything, but Wilton couldn't either. I mean, it was just uh, two old rivals, uh, button heads, and uh, things opened up a bit in the second half, but when it was all said and done, Wilton made more plays. They just seemed to have more physicality for four quarters kind of puts you in mind of a Sigourney Kyoto there. Um, and that's what this game's all about. Well, yeah, I'm glad. Uh, um, there's a festive crowd, a uh, fun place to see a game. I, I really enjoy it up there. Yeah. Great food too. You were not wrong about that. <laughs> great concession stand. Okay. Well, let's get into the power five, baby. All right. Well, I wrote down a few bubble teams since you always ask. Okay. Good. They, these are, these are not quite in yet, uh, but there will be an opportunity. We've got a week yet of regular season to go. We'll see how things uh, pan out uh, next Friday. But I've got West Burlington Notre Dame written down as a team that's back on the rise. They are, I believe, on a two- or three-game win streak. A uh, good opportunity to finish out with another win. I think they'll get in the playoffs this year, so congrats to uh, those guys if that happens. And Coach Bowman, either way, um, they've really made some progress. That they're turning that corner. Um, I've got Fort Madison in there. They've been taking their lumps lately because they hit that that rough part of the schedule. But uh, I just can't quite rule them out yet. I know they're dealing with a lot of injuries on top of everything else. Uh, Mid Prairie, they're they're on the cusp. Um, they're not quite there, but they're having a pretty good year, and I think they've got a shot at making some postseason noise, as does the Keokuk Chiefs. Um, but they've got Mount Vernon and Assumption looming in the last two weeks of the season, so... Uh, they may drop on out of the bubble here the next couple weeks. Okay. So number five, I've got the Pekin Panthers Woo-hoo! and Pelican, uh, the Eagles. 
So both these teams have uh, had fine seasons. They've uh, had a couple of losses that were against teams that are just maybe another notch above them right now and program-wise. Um, a lot of us maybe didn't think that would be the case with Sigourney Kyoto, but the Cobras were on such a tear that uh, that, that loss – uh, for Pella Christian against the Cobras doesn't look so bad right now. Um, moving up to number four, we've got Columbus, the Wildcats, the Minneapolis Bulldogs. These are teams that I thought would have great seasons. They've had a, you know, uh, a couple of down spots along the way, but they're trending the way you want to late in the regular season as you're heading into that postseason run. Um, and I think both of these teams have a good shot at going deep in the playoffs. Number three, I'm a little bit more um, on board with the Linville Sully Hawks right now, even without quarter down harder, because they just keep winning and they won a big game in overtime a week ago. Uh, they seemed a little more like themselves, at least for what I'm used to seeing from them this past Friday. And I, I'm feeling a little bit better about the Hawks right now as we're heading into week eight. Can, can you tell me the score of the game? Because I never heard it. No, I can't. I'd have to look it up. Okay. But do that quick while I'm rattling off this uh, last couple spots because there's not really any surprises heading up into number two and one here. Number two, I just moved up uh, the two teams that were, oh, I believe, at number three a week ago, and that's the Waco Warriors and the Sigourney Kyoto Cobras. These guys up to number two. Yeah, they're they're sharing number two because number one's got a little bit of a uh, little bit of a extra flavor this week for me. Uh, so number two is Waco and Sigourney Kyoto. Both teams have lost a game this year, but both of them are just flat out demolishing opponents uh, as of late, especially. You can't ignore that heading into this part of the season where everybody's tuning up for hopefully a big uh, run towards the dome. We will see what happens. I think we've got a handful of teams out of these smaller schools that could make a run. Deep in the playoffs, uh, quarterfinals, if not further, we'll see how it goes. Okay. Number one, you know, Winfield Mountain Union has been there all year for me. Right now, I believe we will see them number one in every state poll for eight player come Monday, Tuesday, when all of those come yeah, out. because uh, Gladbrook-Rheinbeck lost. Gladbrook-Rheinbeck did lose. A uh, close game against another state ranks and undefeated team, but a team that uh, – is a little under the radar, I think, and I don't know much about in Clarksville, but that will vault the Wolves into a unanimous number one in every single poll you look at for eight player. So obviously they're my number one uh, power fives <laughs> team this week once again, but they're going to share it now. It's been a while since they've had to share, but the Wilton Beavers on the heels of that huge win over West Branch, getting that big monkey off their back, doing it at home the way they did it. It was so impressive. Uh, if anybody's able to see any kind of highlights out of that, I don't know where they're at, but take a look at that because if you want to see a team just will themselves to victory late in the game, the way a classic football game should be won, that was uh, that embodied the sport as far as I'm concerned. It was something to watch. Uh, the emotions of the kids when they came off the field, just pure joy. It was, it was just something to stand there and take in. All night, and I am so happy that I was there to see it. You done got beaver fever. Yeah, I've got beaver fever. What can you say? I've got a couple of beaver T-shirts. I got one <laughs> for you, buddy. I hadn't told you about. Julie sent one for you. It's here at the house. So. Oh, we'll I love it. I love it. I love it. I'll give him a Jim Zobel for that. Yeah, I mean, thanks to Julie, we are going to be displaying beaver fever everywhere Good. we go. 
did you did uh, you get uh, some some uh, round guy radio response there from the crowd? I, I had a lot of people come up and talk to me about it. Well, I'm not like you, buddy. I don't I, I mingle, but I'm not. Uh, I'm just a guy out there in the in the stands watching the game. That's how I like to roll. I don't. I'm not really a guy that's going to go visit the press box or run around and introduce myself much. Um, Julie knew to look for me because we've known each other over social media now for a couple seasons, thanks to uh, the coverage of, of Wilton that you've managed to, to bring into the fold here. And uh, so outside of that, outside of her little crew there, I met Nolan DeLong's sister because she dates Drew. And, uh, you know, it was kind of a, kind of an interesting. Uh, oh, she's a, she, she's an incredible basketball player. And she knows her football too. Uh, so that was, that was something to, to have other knowledge. Well, of sound, like, sound like you had a nice look. They're friendly. You feel like oh, yeah. family there, don't you? Yeah, it's it's like any other small town. I, man, we're all the same. That's what's fun about living here. Is, uh, you go visit another community, and it's just the same vibe that you get when you're at home. And uh, the same experience, just different colors and, and uh, faces and things like that. But, yeah, I, I couldn't say, you know, anything more about that trip up to Wilton other than it was just – it was fantastic and an instant classic game, great memory for me to – chalk up there with so many others that I've had over the years uh, watching these games on Friday nights. Will you thank her for me for that t-shirt? Uh, well, uh, gosh, a, there's a lot of energy in this one, I, I felt. Uh, uh, but it's really coming down to the wire, isn't it? Waco doesn't even have any more games, do they? No, they don't. They get that bye week heading into the playoffs. Um, you know, I, I meant to kind of pick Coach McCarty's brain about that earlier today, if that having that week off was – you know, maybe somewhat of a blessing this point in the season. Um, you, you can take that opportunity to heal up some bumps and bruises and uh, sharpen up on some things you've been wanting to work extra time on. I mean, there's some positives to take out of that. And, uh, I, you know, I don't think uh, teams that have a, a week off heading into the playoffs are going to be any less sharp, you know, execution-wise or anything. So this could this could bode really well for Waco. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh... That we just did an interview. It, it did free up some time for us to talk to Coach McCarty, you and I. Uh, and we did a, if you guys listen out here, you want to listen to another good one. Uh, uh, he did an interview with uh, Coach Scott McCarty, a little spotlight on the season. Uh, uh, in, and it's a magical season, man. And I don't think Wilton or, or, or Winfield Mount Union really uh, uh, could have much of a better chance than they do the way they're playing this year. I'd agree with that. And, you know, Wilton's got one more real tough test, but they're at home once again um, against Regina. And, again, you know, I like to bring up common opponents and all that stuff. And West Branch kind of put it on Regina uh, recently. So it makes you think Wilton's got a good chance to do it, and they certainly do. Uh, but these games are they're grinders, and uh, chances are it's going the full four quarters. Uh, mm -hmm. I put my money on Wilton if that's the case. Well, um, yeah. Well, let's let, let's hope. I mean, we got to play the games and everything. Uh, but I think the the fact that it's going to be a home game is going to be big. It is. They got a lot of support there. I I spoke to Drew briefly there after the game the other night. He was just amazed at the crowd noise, and I told him, you know, since I'm sitting there on the sideline with the Beavers crowd, you know, I I don't get the uh, I'm not down on the field, so I don't I don't get the uh, maybe the amount of noise that's that's coming down on the field. But he said it was loud and intense. I did hear West Branches from across the way because it's coming at me. 
and they were crazy loud over there. It was, uh, you know, coaches were getting unsportsmanlike, players were getting unsportsmanlike. In a game of that magnitude, you just know that that means that the intensity is off the charts, you know, because the kids know you can't have any bonehead stuff like that. It was still happening anyway because the emotions were just hard to uh, tamp down in, in a, in a, you know, in a scenario like that. Well, Scott, what are, uh, um, the best thing for me about this episode here is all even the teams that you mentioned in the bubble. You know, uh, it's going to be tough for anything 3A and up for us to get anything going. But yes, in the bubble or or in the top five, uh, power five, there's a there's a dang good chance those guys are all those teams are going to be very dangerous in the playoffs, don't you think? Yeah, I you know, and things got to go a certain way, and we don't know what the matchups are going to be. Uh, like Coach McCarty said, we will find out pretty quick though uh, come Saturday. But yeah, I I think we've got a a pile of teams that could go at least two rounds um, and then a, a handful that have got a legitimate shot if they play well enough and execute well enough, uh, get the breaks they need, they could really make a run to the quarters and, and possibly beyond. So it's going to be an interesting fall for our small schools, um, A player through 2A anyway, 3A, 4A, 5A. We may not see a single representative there, but, uh, you know, hey. But we may have an eight-man, uh, an A, uh, an, a 1A and a 2A uh, all in the dome. It's possible. I could, there's a, there's some teams that have a shot at uh, mm-hmm. for sure. Well, uh, thanks for being with us this weekend, Scotty. Hey, no problem. Uh, we'll be, you know, things will get a little more exciting with each passing week as we head into the unfortunate end of the football season. Oh, I know. It makes me sad, but uh, I'm really excited for the next week and for the playoffs, too. So. Yep, me too. Flint Plus Manufacturing is a full-service metal fabrication shop located in beautiful Burlington, Iowa. Flint Cliffs is now hiring for welders, painters, and machine operators for both first and second shifts. Call 319 752 2781.